line in uh, one of the songs we just sang, uh, the I Will Trust song. And I believe that whether you, somebody here today, you just need to be reminded of the lyrics there that said, so bring on the waves. I'm loved by the one who anchors me. No fear of the grave. I walk with the king of victory. Hear the message there. Waves come. You can't avoid it. Things in life are going to crash on you, but bring on the waves because you're loved by the one who anchors you. If you remain anchored in your faith in Christ, whatever waves come, God is there with you. So much so, no fear of the grave. Why? Because even in death, you walk with the king of victory. You're not dead. You're alive in Christ, and you walk with the king of victory. Know that today. Let that resonate in your spirit, that when you're facing challenges, when you see something in front of you that seems like it's insurmountable, that it's going to crash down on you, that's not your position. You're anchored in Christ, and he loves you. And nothing, nothing, even death, has no hold on you because you are actually seated in heavenly places with Jesus. That is your position in Christ. So just receive that today, whether you're going through something that's tough, that's hard, that you are loved by the one who anchors you. All right. So earlier we mentioned the need to choose life, to choose God's word to lead us and guide us. And that as we trust God, as we trust his word and apply it to our lives, we can find uh, and live that purpose out in humility until we hear Jesus' welcome. But the question is, how do we do that? It's one thing to say we've got this book full of wisdom, this book full of life, but how do we actually take hold of it and work it out in our lives? What does it look like to see that happen? And specifically for us, what does it look at Life Center for that to happen? What is that, how does that work in our church? Well, in Scripture, we would see that there's three different levels of growth available for us. Three distinct ways that we hope you will choose to grow in your faith. And this is how we structure our community to flourish as a body of Christ. It's how we can use all the gifts that God's given us both natural and spiritual, that each one of you have. There's a role for you to play, and it's not just a Sunday service role. You have roles to play in our community because God's gifted you with uniqueness, unique story, unique perspective, unique spiritual gifts that you bring to our community. So centered on God's word, we find the following three environments to be essential in walking in the way of Jesus. And you may get away with missing an element for a period of time. But the consistent absence of it in our lives becomes hard to overcome as you try to follow Jesus. And so not in any particular order of value. We grow in God's word best in these scenarios. And the first one is this, in church on Sundays. This is our overarching church community that's refining us as the body of Christ. This is us coming together as the collective body of Christ. Jesus says he is the head of his church. And when we gather, we are his body. 
And as he looks to continue his mission on earth, he directs his body to do his will. And so we come together to understand God's word, understand his purpose and his plan for us so that we can live that out as a community in our larger community. Psalm 34, 3 says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. We come together to worship and lift up the name of the Lord. Hebrews 10, 25 says, Do not neglect meeting together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you say, see the day of the Lord drawing near. We feel closer and closer to Jesus' return, which in Scripture says we should meet all the more together. In Matthew 28, 20, Jesus, when talking to his, his disciples, said this, to go out and make disciples in what? Teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. God is with us. And God wants us to be discipled in his ways. And we do that as a community here together. And Colossians 3.16 says this, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thank, gives, thanks, thankfulness in your hearts to God. We gather so we can do those things. And we learn best when we do that as one of our aspects of growing in God's word, where we as a community come together, hear God's word, and apply God's word together as the body of Christ. The second way that we can do this is this way, individual, in our personal time. Because in our personal time, there's personal growth and personal refining of our character that needs to happen. In Psalm 119.9, it says this, How can a young man or woman keep their way pure? By guarding it according to what? Your word. Individually, we guard our hearts. We refine them and have them, the, our character proved by guarding it according to God's word. In Romans 12, 2, it says this, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind, that by testing you may what? Discern what is the will of God that we find in his word. What is good and acceptable and perfect. So we transform our minds by digging into God's word so we can learn what his will is. In 2 Timothy 2.15, it says, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling what? The word of truth. Each one of us has the individual responsibility to present ourselves to God as one approved rightly handling the word of God, not misusing it, not ignoring it, not uh, applying it in situations that are incorrect, but rightly handling it. And the third area that we want to see ourselves grow in God's word is this, in groups. 
which at Life Center we would call life groups, where we grow with others. And that is interactive and it's reciprocated. It's not just one dimensional. Here on Sundays, often it's myself or Pastor Ingrid or one of the other pastoral staff that is teaching or preaching. And it's, it's one, one way. It's, it, we worship together and we learn together through his word. But it's not as reciprocal as in a small group where we sit around a table and we discuss things together and we open God's word and everyone can share and bring highlights to what the Holy Spirit lays on their hearts. And we grow together and we're sharpened together in those scenarios. In Acts 17, 11, it says this, for where two or three are gathered in my name. Oh no, that's Matthew 18, 20, sorry, my mistake. For, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. When we gather together, God is with us. Not that he isn't with you when you're on your own, but when we gather together, there's a presence of God that is unique as we do that. In Acts 17, 11, now these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. This was a group from the city of Berea, and they were called Bereans. And uh, they would take what was given to them as the gospel, and they would devour scripture, looking at what they were saying about Jesus and who he was being the Messiah. And they would pour over Old Testament scriptures to say, does who he is, his life, his death, does that line up with scripture? And they would pour over it to see its truth and its veracity to apply it to their lives. We can be like the Bereans in doing that in our groups. In Acts 8.30, it says this, So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, Do you understand what you are reading? Sometimes when we're reading alone, we're reading something and we have no idea what it's talking about. The context is lost on us. We're having trouble understanding it. And in our life groups, in our small groups, it's a great environment to say, I was reading this passage and I, I just quite, I can't get my hands or my head around it. What does anybody else here in the group think? It's a beautiful environment where there's no shame, there's no judgment to be able to say, what does this mean to you? Or what have you learned from this? I got to be careful how I say that because a couple of weeks ago I said, what does it mean to you? It's not the best way to say this. What does God reveal to us in this passage? How about that one? We should all strive to have these three areas in our lives that we practice with regularity. And this isn't an infomercial. This isn't me trying to pump up something, make sure you're attending every Sunday or to add more to our life groups or anything like that. Although all those things I would love to see happen. This is biblical. This is how God has formed his church. This is how he puts safeguards in his church, that we do this together, that we walk together, that we grow together, that we open God's word together and apply it to our lives together. But we have that individual responsibility as well to allow it to sharpen our character. Sometimes it's great to do that where God can work on us on a personal level rather than God working us in that small group level where it hurts a lot more. God wants to refine us and grow us. So come to church regularly. 
Be a part of creating community, of growing community. Be a part of seeing our community be as healthy as it can. And why do you showing up on a Sunday or when we meet, how does that help us be healthy? Again, you have particular gifts and purposes that God has for you here in this community that nobody else can fill the same way. And so when you come and be a part of who we are, you allow God to use you in a specific way. Be in God's word in your own time. Find daily times to be in the Bible and not just playing Air One on the radio or listening to TBN or something else or putting on some, on some show. Those are all great. And God may speak to you through those ways. But it may be that he speaks to you through those ways because that's the only way he can speak to you. Because your Bible isn't open enough. You're not digging into God's word. There's more time spent on the shows or on radios or on whatever than there is actually you alone with your scriptures and the Holy Spirit. Dig into your word on your own time. Let it renew you. Let it wash over you. Like the, the one verse we said, where just all my past is washed away. God renews us and transforms us as we dig into his word, into who he is. And be in a small group that it can ensure that your private time doesn't get wonky, that you don't come up with ideas on your own time with God that aren't quite what God has intended for us. But our small groups help us keep us aligned with where we're going. Allow those that walk with you in life to keep your life and your faith pure. And be careful what outside groups that you listen to for teaching that have no responsibility for you or accountability to you. They may sound pleasing in your ear, but they can be very dangerous. And that's not to say only listen to our voices, but maybe run by voices by those that you do trust. Those that can say, you know what, that's not a great a great preacher to listen to. You may want to avoid that, that one or that teaching because they get a little off. Make sure that you're listening to good teaching because teaching that isn't accountable to you or responsible for you doesn't have, doesn't have any safeguards. Let's do this together on Sundays, on our own time, in life groups. And if you haven't been a part of a life group and you need to be a part of a life group, Talk to Pastor Ingrid. She'd love to get you into one. If you want to lead a life group, if you have an interest in, in helping form a group of people that can grow in God's word together, again, talk to Pastor Ingrid after service because we'd love to get you into that environment. If you're only here on Sundays and only digging into your word on your own, please try to join a community of other like-minded people that can help you grow in your faith. When we do that, we can see Jesus reveal himself to us in a way that help us transform our world personally, our inside world, and also the world around us to see his kingdom come. Let's pray. God, we just pray that your kingdom would come. Your will would be done. God, we pray that that would happen because we are all like-minded in you. Not in our own way, but in the way of your word. That we would be like-minded in pursuing what you have for us, pursuing the mind and heart and spirit of Christ so that we could grow in our faith. That as the body of Christ, 
we could most accurately reflect what you as the head of the church want us to do and be. That in our humility that we wouldn't look for uh, levels of leadership and gaining authority, but instead we would release all authority to you and say, Father, what is it you want us to do? Jesus, what is it that you have for me today? And as we dive into your word, God, we'll know that when you ask, when your spirit leads us, it'll be confirmed because we'll know your word and we'll know it's alignment with you. We'll know the whisper of your spirit and be able to apply it to our lives. God, we pray that you would do this in our community. You'd continue to grow us to be more like you. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen.